You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your message while become known as an authority in your field? Industry Thought Leader Podcast will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Welcome to another episode of Thought Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, my guest today says, I get knocked down. I get back up again. And joining me on today's show is Jerry Morris. Jerry is the founder of Book Speakers Direct, and he's been working in the speaking industry since 2001. He has launched a platform that is fairer to guest speakers and provides better service to clients who want to book them. Jerry has also survived a very nasty accident in 2001 and was dubbed the Miracle Man. Now, on today's show, Jerry is going to share an understanding of the wonderful world of guest speakers. He's going to talk about how being a guest speaker helps you stand out from the crowd and allows you to get your message across to people so that you can show that you are an expert in your field. He's also going to share why he created Book Speakers Direct, what their point of difference is. And as we know on Industry Thought Leader Podcast, this is such a great way to tap into what other people are doing because you as an aspiring thought leader want to really make sure that you are positioning yourself out differently, uniquely and innovatively if there's such a word in your business. So welcome to the show, Jerry. Oh, thank you very much, Anne-Marie. It's a pleasure to be speaking to you. <laughs> Before we dive into uh, all of your expertise, share a little bit about uh, the Miracle Man. You had a nasty accident in 2001. Oh, yeah, like, okay, I'll jump straight into that. What do they laughingly call it? My Big Bang Theory? Yeah. June 2001, as you mentioned. Um, I'd taken up cycling. A friend talked me into it. I became one of those... Uh, mammals that frighten small children at coffee shops by dressing loudly <laughs> but uh like i i loved the cycling uh when i got into it i felt like a big kid again riding my bike and uh just before the accident about a month or so before i i did a big challenge where i rode from uh, brisbane to townsville it's about 1700 kilometers with a group of men and women and we were raising funds for men's mental health so it was a great cause I was probably never fitter than I'd have ever been at that time. But yes, um, on that fateful day, it was uh, a Sunday. I was just coming home from, a, say, a 50K ride. I was all of three minutes from home as it transpires. And unfortunately, somebody opened their car door. Oh. I hit the door. Yeah, I hit the door. And then I got flung into the road, um, into oncoming traffic. A car hit me. I rolled underneath it. and. And it pushed me for about 20 meters underneath the car. Wow. Um, uh, thankfully, I don't remember any of this. But uh, yeah, I was obviously skidding along there. And when the car came to a stop, um, thankfully, it was outside some cafes. And 10 wonderful men came running to my rescue. And now this is their version of it, is that because um, I've caught up with all the men. and. Uh, they looked under the car and seen that I was quite flattened and I was sort of right under the car and mm. sort of under the engine and my head somehow was in the wheel arch and they thought I'd died, passed away. 
And then they stood around thinking, well, what should we do? And they decided to lift the car off me, which I think is one of the best decisions in life that I've yes. ever heard. <laughs> um, yeah. And again, in their words, they lifted the car, um, dragged me out, and then they thought best that uh, they cover me up, find a blanket or something. And then they said that uh, I started making some very strange noises. Mm. They thought, oh, it could be a bit of brain damage. And then I said my language was quite colorful <laughs> and <laughs> and all stood around in amazement and thought, oh, he's oh, back. Yeah, wow. so quite incredible. And thankfully, the paramedics were on the scene very quickly and uh, was quite the evil Knievel where I busted up lots of bits of me. Mm -hmm. And the paramedics did a wonderful job and they got me to the hospital. I was in the emergency for couple of days um, my wife Donna who's the superstar in this story she um, she describes it when she came in to see me there was like a scene from MASH where I was lying on the bed all busted and cut open and uh, bleeding mm, goodness yeah but like you know just to lighten the mood with it is a couple of days later when I was coming up through the ER there's the surgeon come around and said, like, Mr. Morris, you were a fantastic patient. And I was all busted up in like a totem pole and just nodding at him. Mm -hmm. And um, he said, yes, you were a great patient. We're a learning hospital and everybody got to do something. Oh, wow. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. What a what a story to be able to share. And it just really brings home uh, how we started the show where you said, you know, I get knocked down, I get back up again. That is a literal uh, situation for sure. Is that an approach that you've also had through your life? Uh, you know, we all have challenges and obstacles. Obviously, the accident was just horrific, but just challenges and obstacles that we're faced in business in in life is that your attitude absolutely totally um i know anyone i think back on the life journey is like uh, i was born and raised in belfast and at that time there were the troubles going on and people were shooting at one another over silly reasons so my parents had uh, immigrated out to australia um which is probably the best thing we've ever done yes um yep grew up here in the lucky country and i was based in adelaide and some like 20 years ago as time flies now we moved up to queensland and as people do when they make the big move people go like wow you know you're leaving everything behind and starting afresh and yeah i think that's always been part of us like to yeah, have a have a go yes Yes, love, love that. And of course, the next uh, seasonal journey in your life has now seen you open Book Speakers Direct. And as uh, we mentioned in the introduction, you have been heavily involved in, in the speaking industry. What Tell us, what is it, Jerry, about the speaking industry that really attracted you? Can you recall uh, when you first started in that industry? Oh, absolutely, I can. Um, like... I was amazed that when, when I was first introduced to the industry, um, I worked for one of the bigger bureaus and I'd gone over to catch up with them in Melbourne just before we moved to Queensland. And I thought, I'm going to get to meet all these amazing people. And when I first got there, we quickly realized that nobody had heard about that company in Queensland. <laughs> so we went about um, establishing the company. Mm -hmm. It really was a joy as like I got to meet some of my absolute sporting heroes um, and I got to meet some fantastically motivational people. 
And and then when I see when I went and saw and listened to the speakers and then see the effect that they have on a on an audience, you know, I, I was just mesmerized and loved it and I thought, oh, this is the industry for me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Isn't it interesting when we hear other people's stories, uh, we can often re- relate in, in certain aspects of that story and what an incredible way to be inspired, to be empowered when we hear someone else's who has gone from wherever the struggles or the challenges are through obviously to where they are now. And I'm sure that that was something that you were able to to see happen time and time again. And one of the reasons why, and we'll just share a bit of a backstory. It, it's, it, it really is we just connected on LinkedIn and then I read your profile and I thought, oh, I must get you on the show, Jerry, because many people who are listening, they are aspiring thought leaders or they are already thought leaders but many of them will also say you know I do feel invisible I do feel like the world's best kept secret and you know and I know that there's no better way to really make a bigger impact with your message than to get in front of an audience of of people who are your ideal well clients obviously or in this instance you know people that really can relate and be empowered by your story and of course now you are providing a platform upon which you can connect these incredible speakers and of course clients organizations who would like to get these speakers uh, on their stage so share with us a little bit more about the the wonderful world of guest speakers you know some of the highs the lows but also the things that you've seen uh, the impacts because of the speakers who are sharing their message oh they're nice, so true. You've uh, spot on with everything you've just said there, Anne Marie. Um, it, it is an opportunity to stand out. Um, once you're confident enough to get up there in front of people, as they jokingly say, like public speaking's um, most people's greatest fear. But once you conquer that and you get up there confidently and deliver your story and your messages, people buy into that. It, it goes back you know, to the start of time and. People are telling stories and sharing stories, and we all love a good yarn. But when you're a thought leader, a specialist in your field, and you're confident enough to get up there and present in front of a group that love the messages you're delivering, I think it's exceptional. Yes. Uh, And I've been very fortunate along the way where, you know, just so many great speakers come to mind. But as you're saying, it's like, one chap who's just popped into my head now is a lovely man by the name of Michael Groom. And, and he was a plumber, a plumber from Brisbane <laughs> who ended up becoming a great climber, a mountaineer. Yes. Uh, and I'm no doubt in the early days he would have thought, who wants to hear from me? <laughs> but when, when he actually got up there and told his story with such honesty, you just fell in love with the man. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this is a great guy. Or you know, there's a, a wonderful man whose uh, name is Tom O'Toole, and he's described as the mad baker from Big Yes, <laughs> I've heard a lot about Tom O'Toole. Yeah, very lucky that he's been a friend for 20 years. But you know, he he started a little bakery, you know, the corner shop, and now it's a tourism mecca. Yes, with, you know, and that's a great success story, and it. As he says, you know, you just have to have a go and have the best go you can. And, you know, and you just love what he's got to say. And go like, it's just all inspiring. Yeah, yeah. Um, and well, I talk another time with a wonderful lady that I, I love I'll, you know, daily. And she was talking to 400 teachers. 
and uh, I looked around the room because I always love watching people's reactions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I could see people buying into it and smiling and laughing with all her great stories and um, moments. And I also seen a lady knitting. And she had the knit needles. I thinking, last thing I need is to be motivated. <laughs> but uh, I, I also watched her put the knitting needles down. It got to her because, oh, this woman is speaking to me. Mm. And then there was a gentleman at the back of the room, and uh, he didn't. It he did, was motionless. He didn't laugh, cry, or buy into the stories. And at the end of it, he had raced up to the speaker, gave her a big hug, and went again. And a couple of days later, he'd sent me an email where he said, can you please pass this on to the speaker, where I teach kids with special needs, and I thought I've lost my mojo over the last couple of years, and I got it back that day, and I can't wait to teach my kids. Wow. I was like, wow. Mm -hmm. oh, it's, it just hits you right in the heart, and you think, that's what guest speakers can do. They, you know, sometimes they don't even know where, how they're reaching people, yes. but they are. The message resonates. Yes. What I love about the things that you're saying is that so many people who are speaking, such as, you know, uh, the, the baker who I, I just knew when you mentioned his name, people often talk about him and apparently he does the the most fantastic custard slice, uh, <laughs> the famous custard slice. Yeah. Um, but it, it's ordinary stories can can deliver extraordinary transformation and empowerment because of the hope and possibility through those stories that can be imparted and you know just in episode seven actually in this this podcast uh, I covered studies that were shown that stories they cut through distractions they yes. activate people's brains and they can influence change in people's behaviors and actions and sometimes you know you an audience member such as that gentleman who'd lost his mojo for something that I'm sure he was passionate about when he first began, heard that story and then something just lighted up into him again. And that's exactly what can happen from hearing uh, just one sentence or, or one presentation and everyone has their own ahas. I'm sure that you've had that yeah. happen to you too, yes? And, and the people that have gone to, to hear speakers. Very much so. I was, again, so privileged. It's been two decades I've been booking speakers now and you know, and I just keep getting blown away by their messages and somebody new comes along and delivers something else. Yes. And you go, yes. You know, and it's always a new way of looking at things. And yes, and I love that as well. Um, new people coming through and have you tried it this way? And like, that's a great idea. Um, yeah, and it just opens up a whole new world. Yes. Something that's uh, interesting that, that you mentioned, and, and I'd love to, to dive a little bit deeper into this. I mean, obviously, there's some speakers who've been, well, not maybe not speaking on the speaking circuit, but certainly sharing their story. And they've, they've got it down to a point where they've got some key points that they know is really going to impact the audience. But then there's others that may just be starting. So from your decades of experience in this industry, from someone who views the, the, the pitch or the overview of what someone would like to talk about. What are some of the things that you see people doing that you think, look, if you tweak this slightly, you're going to have a much better, um, you know, chance of being noticed and says, yes, you know, we want to hear you speak. What are some tips that you can share today? Oh, first and foremost, I think is be authentic. You know, give people the opportunity to uh, resonate with you, to buy into you as a person. Um, just currently, I've dealing with a gentleman who has an amazing story 
Um, yeah, well, I touched on men's mental health earlier, and he actually tried to take his life by jumping off a 22-story oh. building and, and survived. You know, wow. He hit an awning on the way down, and now his mission is to help people with uh, mental health issues. Yes. I'm thinking he's possibly the only person in the world who can actually tell that story. Exactly. He has gone over the edge. And, and I'd seen him present, and, and I think he just rushed himself. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I thought, no, whoa, whoa, go back and let people know who you are and then deliver your message. And I, and I think that's very powerful. I think people want to know the person um, and then you just tweak it, you know, and it's practice. You get in front of an audience time and time again and you can, you can tell it's like the old classic saying, you know, read your audience. Mm. Yeah. That's probably my biggest tip. Yeah, I think one of the things that we, and I'm sure you could probably say, Jerry, that this has been the case for many of the people that you've spoken to. We don't really see the significance in our own story. You said something earlier. What? what why would people want to listen to me? Why is that so, um, so powerful? Yet to hear you just share, and I, I'm sure I heard about that young gentleman on the news because it was just so, well, it was miraculous. Imagine just jumping off uh, wow. the side of a building and then uh, surviving and being able to share a story. I mean, obviously, uh, the man upstairs had a much bigger, um, yes. you know, destiny for him to share that story. And, and thank goodness that he's now able to, to share that message. But how many of us don't recognise the golden nuggets and maybe where we want to spend a little bit more time? People love that context, don't they? When they yeah. hear the person behind the person, so to speak, about behind the story it becomes far more endearing far more engaging and we, we, there's empathy that's being built and that's really what you're saying aren't you yes exactly yeah you put it very well thanks Anne Marie <laughs> but you are you're building empathy and you know you're building trust and you're coming across as like a thought leader because like here's a quick one you know sometimes people are saying to me oh I guess speakers get paid you know x amount of dollars for a 45 minute to a 60 minute keynote. And it's like, no, it's like maybe 20 years worth of experience has gone into that 45 minutes. Yes. That's what you're paying for, you know, and you're paying for their expertise. And, you know, and if you just uh, implement one or two of those ideas that, you know, you've heard, you're well on your way to being successful. Yes. I'm, I'm sure you've heard of the story, but I'm going to share it uh, because it, it, it aligns beautifully and, and positions beautifully what you've just said, which is so true. Uh, there was a mechanic and someone came with a, a car issues. Mechanic opened the boot. He looked around, you know, for a little bit, fiddled around here and there. Took about 10 minutes. He went and grabbed his, his, his spanner, hit something and said, no, right, start the car. And uh, the, the client started the car and it Heard, you know, hummed beautifully and uh, the mechanic said, well, that'll cost you X, Y, Z. I can't remember what it was. And he said, X, Y, Z, that only took you 10 minutes. He said, yes, but that took me 20 years to know exactly where to hit. And that's exactly what you're talking about. It's the wealth, the depth of experience, the knowledge and the way, of course, in which it's delivered because, you know, that's saying people won't necessarily remember what you told them, but they will remember what you, they've, you know, how you made them feel 
real. And when it's can, when something and experience is connected with emotion, often then we can recall that story because it's really embedded in who we are. It made that, that much of a difference. Something else that I, I'm sure that you would agree with too, Jared. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. When we understand what our unique story is, our journey, the stages we went through, and we're able to deliver that in a way that really engages and connects with the audience, we can stand out because no one has our experience. No one has gone through the challenges that we've had to experience, even though we may be talking about a specific topic of motivation or inspiration. But it's that story and, and our, you know, how we got there and when we're able to, to deliver that in a way. That's what really sets us apart too. Would you agree? I totally agree. It's like the old saying, everybody's got a book in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but it's strangely it is when you go to a funeral and you, they'll see these photographs played of the person's life yes. and go, wow, you know, look at the different stages. Um, it's, it's, it's incredible. Everybody has got their own story. Mm-hmm. And when you harness it um, and share it, it, people are blown away. Yes. Um, I yeah. love that. And you know what, as you're sharing that, I, I'm thinking to myself, why not don't we get out and share those different stages of our journey and life story so that we can see the impact that it makes on the audience around us and the people around us rather than having to wait when we're not there to celebrate and listen to all the, oh, I had no idea she was like that or did that or, you know, yeah, I love that. Most definitely. Um, I, I love my grandmother dearly and I did a eulogy and I think it's, one of my proudest moments. Yes. And it just came to me because there was a lady who lived through uh, two world wars and you know, yeah. a depression and some hard times and she was still known as Giggling Gertie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so it is funny, don't wait till the end. If anybody's been an aspiring speaker, don't wait too long. <laughs> yes, yes, I love that. Now we're gonna talk a little bit about the point of difference. And of course, Book Speakers Direct has a really unique point of difference. So I want, to, I want you to share what that point of difference is. And then also what were some of the thought process that, that went around that to, to, to come up with that idea? Because sometimes it can be really difficult. What is my point of difference in the industry that I'm working in? So I think some of the, the insights that perhaps you went through can also help others determine how can I come up with that that unique offering so share a little bit more what is book book speakers direct and what's their point of difference oh thanks Anne-Marie thanks for the opportunity explaining um I see like going back there was 2001 when I started this and there was possibly just one way of uh, finding a speaker and that was like going through agencies and Google wasn't even on the map at that stage uh, speakers didn't have their own websites and the like um, so there was just basically one channel, but of course, time changes, IT improves, and like we're more connected now than we've ever been in the world. Um, and it was I seen that there was an opportunity for that point of difference of like just speaking directly to the speaker. So kind of cutting out the middleman in a sense, but you know, there's a lot of good middle people out there. Mm-hmm. But um, the point of difference was for me is that open communication like if somebody was looking to book a speaker why not talk to them first so you know it's never going to be better than coming from the horse's mouth i dare say um so one way was that you went through the different agencies and then you went through their recommendations and just like say the travel industry where people would 
you know, want to go to a travel agent and most likely when they go there, they'll have preferred products, but you're happy to go along with that because somebody else is, you know, passing on their experience and recommendations. And then there's a whole lot of other people who just want to deal with a person directly. So dare I say, we can be a bit like Webjet, mm-hmm. you know, where people mm-hmm. just want direct flights. They know what they want to do. They know who they're looking for. They know which categories that they want. And if there's a chance for people to be found in that category, um, they can approach them directly. Uh, going back another little step is I see that speakers, the two biggest challenges in the speaking industry, and for, especially for new ones coming through, and experienced one, is to be found. So there's a lot of good speakers out there. There's um, people who go through the journey of being taught to be a good speaker, so they'll pay for coaching along the way. Um, they will pay maybe a branding expert. They might pay for a website to be built for them, and they're getting all their collateral together and now the biggest challenge is to be found. Mm. So we wanted to create a central hub. So here's the speakers. If you're looking for a speaker, whatever category you, know, um, you need for your event, we will have some speakers here for you. So we're almost like a billboard for uh, speakers um, and with all direct contacts. So again, another point of difference was is that we're very open about that. We'll say, here's the phone number, here's their email address, you know, reach out and contact them. Um, where I think most times when it comes to uh, change and disruption, it's doing the opposite of what is currently yes. being done. Mm-hmm. So where before that information was kept from a potential client, we're now saying, here's all the information. We're trying to be as transparent as we possibly can. and Another big point of difference would be that we don't take any commissions from the speakers. Wow. So the speakers yeah. invest with us and on they go and they're the ones doing all the work. So why shouldn't they get all the money? Yes, yes. I love the thought process that you've uh, explained to us because quite often the answers uh, to what can uh, we do that will enable us to stand out can be identified through just taking a step back and asking what are some of the challenges, what are some of the things people complain about in the industry and what are some of the gaps? And I think uh, often we, 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 we look to others Oh, and we, we can sometimes complain too, if only this and this and this. And I'll often say to clients, you know what, you've brought that up a couple of times, maybe uh, it's yours to create. Maybe it's yours to spearhead and, and uh, get up and running. And of course, Jerry, you've gone ahead and done that. How can people find out more about, uh, about Book Speakers Direct? So whether they're an organization looking for a speaker or they're a speaker who's looking to, um, to, to become part of that, your platform. Uh, um, just the website itself is the platform, um, bookspeakersdirect.com. And they can certainly get in touch with me at jerry at bookspeakers.com. Um, and we're just looking to work with as many speakers and clients as we can. Fantastic. So another big part of what we're doing is creating a community. It's speakers helping speakers mm. and, and it's clients being able to reach out and you know, make direct contact. Uh, so yeah, I would just say 
get in touch. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And what we'll do, uh, Jerry, is put all of the links, obviously the link to the website, and I'm sure that you've got some social media platforms that you're also on. We'll pop those on the, the show notes as well. And this is episode number 12, so uh, we'll certainly go ahead and, and do that. Well, thank you so very much for coming on the show, Jerry. It's been such a pleasure and honour. I'm so glad that you reached out uh, because I love featuring other experts, other uh, industry thought leaders, people who are disrupting their industry on this show because, uh, you know, it, it's always good to challenge the status quo and, and spearhead that. So thank you so much for who you are and the message that you share, and of course, for, for creating this awesome platform for speakers and also organisations who are looking for awesome speakers. So thanks once again. Oh, thanks so much for the opportunity, Anne-Marie. Really appreciate it. You've been listening to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Want to learn how to leverage your expertise, monetize your message, while become known as an authority in your field? Access our free Industry Thought Leader Podcast series to show you how at www.annemariecross.com forward slash podcast series. That's annemariecross.com forward slash podcast series. Thank you.